welcome. You've got mail. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. We're not keeping track of the numbers, but I know this is uh, an episode that you're going to love. We make sure each and every one goes well. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. And uh, Shelly, you proposed something to me off air that I have to just come clean with. When you said you wanted to talk about a proposed bill in Congress, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the last episode ever. <laughs> you're not going geopolitical on me, are you? Oh, no, I'm not in any way, not in any way, Seth. Uh, politics, last thing on my mind. <laughs> that's, but... so funny. that's so funny because it's not always on social media, but that's another episode <laughs> altogether. <laughs> but there's a new bipartisan bill that would force Google to break up its ad business. Last week, a group of senators, key senators, if you will, from the Judiciary Subcommittee on Antitrust, uh -huh. uh, that would be Senator Mike Lee from Utah, the Republican from Utah, Senator mm -hmm. Amy Klobuchar, the Democrat from Minnesota, uh, yep. uh, Senator Ted Cruz, the Republican from Texas. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. All the Democrat from Connecticut all got together and they decided, you know, what we ought to do. We ought to break up Google's ad business. Well, there, there, there's two major red flags. You know, I understand why they would want to, but I don't understand how in free enterprise you can't. Uh, well, if they're going to use the antitrust lens, if they're going to use the monopoly lens, if they're going to use oh, that's the, that, uh, that that's what they've been threatening for baseball for 30 years. Yeah, then they can do it. But because that's it's just a really old fashioned way to think through how you would deal with what this is. And a reason that I wanted to bring it up. So, first of all, Alphabet, which is Google's parent company. Had reported not ABC, it's really the alphabet. Yeah, the alphabet in Q1 reported $68 billion in revenue. And of that, roughly 55,000 of it was, uh, I'm sorry, roughly 55 billion of it was generated by advertising. And that's, you know, pretty significant. What's even more significant is, is about $10 billion over what they did the prior year. So business for Google is very good. And the bill is so aimed at big tech because it would ban companies that process more than 20 billion annually in digital advertising transactions from participating in more than one part of the digital ad process. Now, this is nuts. Google does sort of have the entire vertical, right? Google runs the auction, Google runs the ad placement tools. Google, of course, is the medium on which you run the ads. So they do their own homework. They, they are, they grade their own homework. They, they literally own you soup to nuts. So you could argue not only is it a monopoly, it's a vertical, vertically integrated, you know, process where you just, they set, they set all the rules, they set all the prices and you are helpless. So I understand why from the outside looking in, you'd say, well, that, that can't be allowed. After all, they, you know, movie theaters weren't allowed to make movies. For a very long time, car companies weren't allowed until Tesla dealers sold cars, car companies make cars, right? Right up until Tesla, you couldn't, there weren't direct sales in the right, United right, States, right. not in my lifetime anyway. So yeah, there's a kind of a long history of being careful about 
you know, vertically integrated companies and how and what they're allowed to do. But this is so ill-conceived and it just screams that our elected officials haven't got a clue what's going on. Yeah, there's some business process here, Seth. There really is. You know, it, it, Google has set a price floor on the auction. You're going to use the Google tool set to place your ad. You're going to use Google Analytics to understand if it worked or not. They certainly control pricing and they, they to some extent, although they will deny it, supply and demand, they, they have a pretty decent way of controlling every aspect of digital advertising that, that they, they deal with. But here's the thing, that's not the issue. Like if you're a small business and you go to Facebook, who would also be impacted by this because they meet the threshold of $20 billion, it's like a video game, right? You open up their ad app, you write your copy, you write your tests, you do like four different headlines, different body copies. And you, if, if it's a display ad you're buying, you A-B test your pictures and you get a pretty good understanding of your ad dollars at work. And it's very easy and very cheap for a small business to do it themselves. You can hire a company to do it for you. But if you got a 14-year-old kid laying around that has a computer, there's a really good chance that your 14-year-old is going to be able to just kill it for you and, and get your ads up. What makes Google dangerous? What makes Facebook dangerous? And well, you keep comparing Google and Facebook, but the bill is just on Google, correct? No, 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 no. The bill is any company that is doing more than $20 billion in annual revenue in advertising sales. So that it's definitely, definitely Facebook. It's definitely TikTok. It's, the, I mean, anybody who's doing anything in, in digital ad transactions, it actually will impact Amazon too. They do well over $20 billion in digital ad transactions and they are a unique vertical as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, the problem here isn't any of the stuff they're trying to break the company up about. The problem, Seth, and you and I have discussed this many times before, right. is data. You can't control these companies without controlling their access to data and how they can use it. Google gets every ounce of data. So do you think they're going to really care if you break up their business into three businesses that their shareholders still have a piece of? It's like, it's not going to matter. Oh, wait, I'm going to have the, the auction separate from the ad placement tools, separate from the analytics. Like, come on, stop it. Is that really going to matter? You know what matters? What matters is every time you type something on any device, if you're slightly logged into a Google product somewhere, Waze, Google uh, Gmail, uh, Google Maps, any, any, anything, doesn't matter what it is. Google is taking all the data that you, you are generating. You don't know generating. what you're in, Google it. You, you just have no idea. Every single search you've ever done. And yeah, you can opt out of the history. And by the way, the other thing I don't understand about this, and I'd love someone to explain to me how this matters, is putting the right ad in front of the right person, right place, right time. Criminal? Like, it also includes 100% of the content, right content, right message, right, right content in the right, it's the best way to describe it. Best, uh, right content, right person, right place, right time. How is that bad for anybody? But we, we've talked about this. Like, no one's forcing you to buy anything. 
nope. like just because you see it doesn't doesn't mean you have to buy it yes that's also true so i'm really concerned about our elected officials using last century's tools to solve this century's problems i'm not telling you that google and facebook and all big tech organizations that do more than 20 billion dollars annually in digital ad transactions uh, actions shouldn't be looked at really hard through a very very strong magnifying glass and i'm not saying we shouldn't take them out in the sunlight and look at every single aspect of everything they do we should but the way to do that is not to break them up breaking them up gives you a lot of little companies that you'll have no control over as opposed to one big company you have no control over okay. so you still have no control so what what was what was helped right I, I can't imagine what it is they think they're going to help with this they're going to make a lot of lawyers rich that i know I, you know this is one of those times where you just wish you were an antitrust lawyer with you know from a big firm who oh, worked for you know google or the other because i mean this is just this is just going to go on and on and on but at the end of the day if they're successful they don't win anything well the interesting aspect of it is you know the government which has always been you know four steps backward like google knew this was coming correct like this wasn't like the the folks at google the executives at google showed up for work one day well, wait, didn't they change their policy? Nobody goes to the office anymore. They they closed down the, the, the Chelsea office and now everybody's yeah. at their home. OK, so they woke up, they turned on their phones and they saw this bill and they were like, oh, OK, we were planning on this. We've, there's a couple acts that have been floating around for a while. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, who is the chair of the subcommittee, she has led efforts to get all kinds of competition reform passed in the past she's there there are two bills that that come to mind immediately and you know i'm i'm not a big watcher of policy and legislation but the stuff that matters to TechStream, i do watch and there's a thing called the american innovation and choice online act and it's supposed to prevent dominant platforms from favoring their own products over their competitors products i kind of like what that's about uh, you know, Google shouldn't just put their Maps product above Apple Maps, although Apple Maps suck by comparison to Google Maps. Sorry, Apple. Uh, you are getting much better. Uh, so they, they were, but it wasn't I've more, been it was digging more Apple that. Maps. Apple Maps has gotten much better. It has gotten much better. I know. It, it, uh, it's stigmatized because it, it came the out CarPlay, of the CarPlay. The CarPlay app is, is, is actually functioning pretty well. Yeah, I like my CarPlay app. I don't tend to use Apple Maps and CarPlay, but I do like it because I'm a Waze kid. I like Waze. See, um, I like I like when it, you can you can be on a, on your way and it says and you say, hey, I'm looking for a post office and it'll tell you all the options and how much time it'll add. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. That's very good. And just back on that point, um, the other bill that's been floating around is a thing called the Open App Markets Act, which is basically the same thing as the American Innovation and Choice Online Act, except it's for apps as opposed to, you know, sites. So. And it's really th there the legislators are looking right at Apple and Google, you know, Apple, the uh, Apple App Store and Google Play Store, and they just really want to get on it. Now, it's funny because there you don't have bipartisan support there. You've got the Republicans thinking the American Innovation Choice Online Act is all pretty, but they're not as excited about limiting apps. And again, this is all political. This is all these uh, legislators pandering to their voters and politicizing something that they don't clearly, well, they may or may not understand it. I don't even want to be 
that pejorative and say, you know, Amy Klobuchar or any of these people don't have a clue about, because that's not fair. I, I don't know what Ted Cruz and what Ted Cruz does or doesn't know. I don't know what Mike Lee does or doesn't know about the internet or about technology. And I certainly don't want to, uh, you know, go after uh, any of these individuals and say that, I, you know, they don't know what they're talking about, but very clearly they don't know what they're talking about. Seth. <laughs> How about this? As a group, they don't. Together, they might be very intelligent. They, I'm sure they are, but this is... Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure, no, no. I, look, you don't get to be a senator in the United States without having a fair amount of smarts. And, That's fair. and I tend not to, to uh, be disrespectful regardless of political affiliation because... They're duly elected officials, you know, so free and fair elections is what we're all about in America. But at the end of the day, this is wrong. They are they're using a very old lens to view our very modern world, and it's changing pretty substantially. And one of the things that's sad, the legislators are playing one game. They're looking at the politics of this. Big tech is playing a, on another playing field they're not even playing the same game they're playing a different game on a different field the game they are playing is turn data into tangible outcomes accretive to shareholders and that couldn't have anything less to do with the antitrust lens that these lawmakers are looking at the problem through it just they're not understanding what the issue is we need control of data we need control of data desperately why because data is being used to really harm us and no one talks about it. This, this act, this, con this concept of the Competition and Transparency and Digital Advertising Act doesn't frame the problem. The problem isn't you're putting the right ad in front of the right person at the right place at the right time. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a, there's no victim. There's no crime. You know where the crime is? The crime is you're not allowed to ask certain questions in a job interview. Why? Because we have laws about that. You can't ask your race. You can't ask where you live. You can't ask sex. There's like a bunch of things you're not allowed to ask. You don't put it on your resume. You don't get to ask it in a job interview. Well, what, what do you do? The people are, they're getting so many resumes that they read these resumes by machine. You know that, mm -hmm. right? The resumes are read by, by a, a robot for all intents and purposes. You use a, a catch-all phrase. And this machine learning uh, model or this AI model that's reading resumes doesn't have any way to ask those questions either, but proxy data can be used to answer a lot of questions. For example, I may not be able to ask your, your uh, ethnicity. I may not be able to ask your level of education. I may not be able to ask what your gender is, but I can get your credit score, which comes complete with all your vitals and off your zip code and your address, which, you know, I can reverse append your email address, and all of a sudden, I've got new data. So, you know, that's that classic thing. Uh, what did you do, person, last night? I'm looking at this data. You researched uh, sexually transmitted diseases and called a clinic, but we don't know what you spoke to the clinic about. Right. I mean, come on. Really? Like th this is the kind of abuse that really does hurt people. So now if I missed the payment on my, 
on my credit card because my mom was sick or somebody had COVID or I had COVID or I couldn't, you know, I was an oversight or my auto pay ran out or any reason that is innocent. Well, your card was stolen. So the numbers changed or something. So all of a sudden you're, you know, you're 20 points or 50 points or a hundred points off your credit score, which go, it takes months to correct and all, and you don't get a job, but the resume reader tool set doesn't know that that's been corrected and it reads resumes for a thousand other companies, you're just instantly disqualified from a thousand job opportunities from a thousand different companies. And you don't even know why. And no one who did it knows they did it to you. And no one knows how to fix it. And it doesn't get fixed until somebody actually goes in and corrects something that you have no idea you need to correct. That's criminal. That hurts people. And you see nothing of that here in this bill. There's nothing about the data that hurts uh, people in reality. There's this nonsense about, oh, well, we're putting the right ad, we're using data to put the right ad in front of you. That must be terrible. They're enriching themselves by putting the right ad in front of the right person at the right place at the right time. And by right place, I mean on the right website with the right frame of mind. You know, if you're looking at your stock portfolio and this uh, market's had a bad day, probably not the best time to advertise luxury goods. On the other hand, if the market's up or if the weather's great, you know, and you want to advertise a, a vacation to a sunny climb or whatever, you know, so, so the right person, right place, right time, right message. This is what they're trying to shut down as opposed to data being used in highly irresponsible ways by companies that are simply looking to enrich themselves uh, by using data in ways it was never intended. And that I think is criminal stuff. And they're not even touching it. It just makes my blood boil. Well, th this idea that, you know, big tech has armed for defense for this. And just the idea that the government, I always feel like the government's spread too thin. I'll be perfectly honest. I always wonder how when we have one crisis going on and another crisis going on and another crisis going on, and then all of a sudden they're picking on some bill out of nowhere. And I would I feel like I want to go to the to the floor and grab one of those microphones and just say, don't you have realize what's going on, what you just did? There's there's important stuff going on. Baby formula is going on like that's more important. And yet these things get pushed through and it always dumbfounds me because there's never the right time. You know, yes, we can't get them to agree on any of those things. But I'm not even asking the agreement. All I'm it, saying is, is that if, if, if you woke up and you're going to Capitol Hill, what is your priority? Making Google break up or finding enough baby formula to go around this country? Yeah, no, I I'm with you. But you know what? Uh, but that, that always but that's that's since I was a kid. I've always wondered that. Like if it's it, it, I always wonder, when do you do the, the the I call it the minor leagues? This is not minor by any stretch, but in the crisis level, this is not on their rate. I, I don't understand how this is on their radar. What I find fascinating is it took no time at all for the Sunshine Protection Act to pass no time here our legislators and our lawmakers our elected officials set it up so that the you know they 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 ensured we americans would no longer have to change our clocks twice a year thank you very much that took five seconds to get done 
this <laughs> yeah and you're right you know we're they're they're not i don't want to bash uh, all of our elected officials for because it's that's not just all too easy. just 97.8 percent it's just too easy but this bill this bill this one really bothers me and there are other bills that bother me too we're not going to talk about but that are obviously very current right now uh but i don't want it this isn't a political show this is a tech no, no, show no. can we i can are, i throw tech. can i throw a, a tech question to you yeah i'm gonna throw you a curveball Go ahead. Uh, the tragedy in Buffalo. Yeah. It was uh, awful. Uh, live streamed on Twitch. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked about Twitch in the past. Is Twitch culpable here? Does, does, uh, how could Twitch not have some kind of a shutdown policy? How long could that broadcast have gone? And you know, is there culp? Could you could you be found liable even for going in the chat room uh, on something like that? You and I have had a long-standing relationship with Twitch on different platforms, but Twitch is something that I didn't realize when I saw the tragedy. You know, immediately, I, I, I you know where the stories go. I looked at the victims. Like I didn't find out. I heard in the initial report it was live streamed. I didn't hear Twitch. Mm -hmm. they say they took it down within two minutes i don't know whether they did or not uh i know that it was trying to play whack-a-mole on the other social media sites social video sites because people just kept reposting it uh you know look oh, yeah, once yeah, something's yeah. out in the wild it's out in the wild and people repost and it, it's terrible uh, this is a reflection of our society i don't think twitch is the cause i don't think facebook is the cause or youtube is the cause these are tools that empower us to communicate in ways we never have been able to before. And it, it, they empower everyone equally. They're very democratized. And if we want the internet to be a kinder, gentler, better place, then we have to be kinder, gentler, and better to each other. Is it Twitch's fault someone reposted that? Is it Facebook's fault or, or YouTube's fault that someone reposted that? When it was very clear that that's not something that you should repost, nobody, it, flies in the face of anything, any level of decency, but not for some people. So here, can we blame the platform for what an individual did? And I would argue blame the individuals for posting. Not only do you take those down, it's clearly against terms and conditions, if, if it is against terms and conditions. And I don't know, it's against any level of decency and it, it should, it's against any it's good judgment is not being exercised if you put that on if you decide to repost that but at the right. end of the day is it the platform and we have a real problem here too because you've got the governor of new york state came out immediately and said you know, this is uh the problem with social media it's like this guy's manifesto is on 4chan and you know we yeah. really haven't talked about seth at all you know elon musk is talking free speech free speech you know open open yeah, yeah. open it's like you want to know what happens when you have a fully open platform? That This is what happens. Sure. If you don't moderate, if you don't have uh, enforced community rules, if 4chan has community rules, but they don't enforce them in any way that... There's I mean, that documentary on QAnon that showed me all about 4chan and how it was created and where it was created. It's And, and so we, anarchy is anarchy. Chaos is chaos. And we pay for curation. A channel is curated. That that's what a channel is. <clears throat> a brand is is a is a filter. Right. I'm buying something with a Nike swish on it. That's authentically Nike. 
Nike makes me a promise. This is going to be at a certain quality level. It's going to have a certain set of capabilities. You know, it doesn't matter what the brand is. You buy Arcteryx technical outdoor gear. You're expecting it's expensive, but you're expecting something from it. If you buy any brand, it doesn't matter what it is. And when you go to a channel like HGTV or you go to a channel like Food TV or you go to a channel like MTV or you go to a channel like Lifetime. The Game Show Network. Games, you, I a, didn't even know there was one until about this morning. But it's but it's a it's curated and it makes a promise. So we're very used to, to having things curated for us. You read a book, you read a magazine. The magazine has editors. A website has editors. What, what's on that website? Whatever they promise you is going to be there. And if you like it, it's the job of the editorial staff to keep that coming. If you come to TechStream, we're always trying to give you subjects, TechStream listeners, that mm-hmm. you will care about, that will keep you engaged, that make, you know, and you could yell at us or, or play along at home or go to meet us on Discord or Twitter. But one way or the other, our job is to curate our content in a way that is pleasing to you and engages you and informs, enlightens, and entertains you. And when you see TechStream, that's what you are supposed to think about. And hopefully right. we live up to that promise. Right. But you, if if you came to TechStream and one day we were talking about this and the next day we're talking about making, you know, Milky Way bars at home and the next day we're talking about, you know, distilling your own whatever you know, water from in, in drought laden areas. And then the next week we're talking about, you know, how how you TechStream line of vodka that we're going to start selling. What, uh, you might like the show, but you, you'd never know what to expect. And you sure. so maybe that that would be OK, but then that would be our brand. You never know what to expect. Well, on 4chan, there aren't basically no rules. And so I, I think that it's it's naive to think that we can have this future where you would have a fully open society, especially since the societies that we're trying to close down and curate, we're actually angry at Facebook, we're angry at Google, we're angry at Twitch, we're angry at Twitter for not curating the way we want it curated well it's not open enough what does that mean does it mean it's not republican enough it's not democratic enough it's not independent enough so whose worldview do you want imposed and in in 4chan's case it's no worldview do i blame twitch long way of saying they took it down when when they were aware that it was there it's a very difficult problem people keep renaming stuff they use different metadata they you know they're there are plenty of people who want that content up with fake accounts where they've got their burner accounts and they're putting it up with intent just to, I mean, you really want to understand who we are. Go back to 2016 when Microsoft did that chatbot Tay, T-A-Y, mm-hmm. and it was successful in China. It was supposed to be an entertainment uh, bot for teens, 18 to 24. And it became a misogynistic, you know, completely hater chatbot in a couple of hours. Why? Because some teenagers got a hold of it and decided to train the model to be a misogynistic, racist, Nazi-loving chatbot. The Chinese kids didn't do that. They were polite to it, but the Americans, not so much. So it's like, yeah, I don't blame the platforms. I blame us. And I'll say it one more time. If you want the internet to be a better place, then be better on the internet. It's that simple. It's up to us. It's not up to the platforms. It's not Facebook's fault. It's Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Google, Snap, TikTok. These are reflections of us. These are not the cause of who of, of the badness. We it's just holding a mirror up to our society and saying, look, this is who we are. If you don't like what you see, 
change it. Or pass a bar bipartisan bill to break them up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it all full circle. That'll do it for this edition of Tech Stream. Who knows what we're talking about next week? I know this. It'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs>